Hello, good morning and welcome to CIO Leadership Live Middle East. My name is Andrea Benito, editor at CIO Middle East. And today we welcome George Eappen, Group CIO at Petrofac. Hello, George. How are you? Hi, Andrea. I'm good. How are you? All good. Really happy to have you here today with us. Thank you so much for your time, George. No, it's it's my pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. Well, before we start, um, I want to ask you to brief to our audience about your journey as a business leader uh, until your current position at, at Petrofac. What challenges have you had to overcome to reach uh, the position where you are today? Well, that's a great question to start with, Andrea. Uh, so I have a I have sixteen year old sixteen year long career in which um, I'm currently the group CEO of Petrofac, but before I started this job in 2020, I was the group CISO of Petrofac from 2018 to 2020. And before that, I spent 12 years with General Electric, where I did multiple, multiple jobs, like uh, including a role in quality, including a role in internal loaded, multiple leadership roles like CTO, CIO, CISO. Um, so, my journey, it's just like a normal journey, like any other professional. I started my career with G back in 2006. Um, so what, what I think I have done in my career was I always actually went with the flow and I always said as to new challenges which came. I was not much picky uh, in my beginning part of the career. So I was that kind of, you know, you know, uh, resource the leadership uh, used to throw in different direction because I was always ready for new challenges. And, you know, some of them were not as exciting as my previous challenge, right? Uh, in the beginning part of my career, I still remember uh, I went for an assignment in the United States where the job was actually documentation. And it was like a quite a long assignment and it was not an exciting job if you compare to where development of a code. Um, and a lot of my friends kind of not uh, interested in that particular assignment said no to it. But I said yes. And that opportunity gave me a lot of visibility, a lot of leadership uh, at that time in the US, uh, in G, which actually helped me to get into few other bigger opportunities later in my career. So I will say, you know, uh, being open to challenges, not being too picky, not confine yourself to certain areas. That was something which I did. Um, the second thing, uh, I will say I was blessed in my entire career to work with amazing set of people, people with me, people in my team, and great mentors, great mentors. And they always took care of me. So, yeah, I, I, at the end of the day, you know, enjoy what you're doing. So so that's it in a nutshell. So I absolutely like what I'm doing and I make a point to have fun at work. I'm not surprised to hear you saying new challenges because I guess that when you changed to CISO to CIO, that was a huge step, but also a big challenge for you because we all know that a CIO and a CISO have to work together, but at the operations and the work, uh, it's different i'm pretty sure that you needed also to change uh, your mindset but what's good for you because as a CISO, you knew what you needed from the cio and i we will talk about that later but first of all i would like to ask you in your opinion what are the gains that the oil and gas or energy industry has made in digital and um, business transformation i think uh 
all the industries are going through a radical digital transformation. Um, and we have seen how, in fact, COVID and remote working pushed a lot of industries to adopt or embrace digital more. Definitely, oil and gas industry is not an exception for this change which happened, uh, you know, impacted all of us. Uh, and last few years, oil price has been fluctuating. Right now, it's quite high, but we also have seen oil price dropping below $10, right? Um, what it means is um, there is always a huge pressure on your uh, profitability. Uh, there is always pressure to, you know, get the things done with less resources and less cost. And when an organization goes through that phase, they look at digital to make things faster, cheaper, and efficient. Maybe through automation, maybe through you know better use of AI, ML technology, better use of digitalization. So, uh, so in personally, last three years, I have seen a lot going in digital uh, in oil and gas industry, uh, purely because the industry has been challenged with all the macroeconomic changes, and we have to be smarter in what we are doing, and we have to be more efficient. Um, we also see that oil and gas industry traditionally deal with a lot of legacy technologies. Uh, it's slightly different if you compare it with a banking or, you know, uh, an industry which is more updated. Uh, so you will see a lot of operational technology platforms in the energy industry, which may be built maybe decades ago. So you will always end up with facing, yeah, you want to drive digital transformation, but you still have some legacy systems which, you know, which you still need to run basically based on some operational reasons. How do you balance it? So it's not so easy also. It's not an easy you know, process. So you have to really look into the details and find a strategy to make that work. Talking about balance, how do you compete in such a new high-tech environment? How are you driving digital transformation within Petrofac? So the that's a great question. So my my uh, strategy is I'm not competing with anyone because every organization need to have their own strategy. If your strategy is based on what other organization is doing, it may not help you in your purpose. So what I have done is me and my leadership team, we sat together, we came up with a multi-year plan where we agreed to do three things. One is an internal looking approach where we went to our stakeholders in my company who has more interaction with our customer base, like country managers, business development team, who talks to customers more often than my IT or digital team and heard from them what is our customer requirement. And since we are a global multinational company, the requirements from an upstream energy customer in Australia is very different from a downstream customer in, in Middle East. Um, the requirement is different for a brownfield solution versus greenfield solution. So our customer were not having the same portfolio profile. So it was not single size fits all. So we got a lot of different perspectives of what our customer needs. The second what we did was we did an external approach, external looking approach where we did benchmarking with our peer group of companies to see what they're doing, what they're investing, where are they in their journey versus us. That gives us a honest reflection of are we over-investing or under-investing? Are we ahead of the game or behind the curve? But it gives a little bit of self-reflection. 
The third part is called as forward-looking journey, where we are working with bigger partners. Uh, we call them as our digital, you know, uh, partners. Uh, there are four organizations, big ones that we work closely. Microsoft is one, Aviva, uh, Nvidia. So we are trying to understand with them what are they seeing in the industry because they work with a lot of companies similar to Petrofac or you know similar size. So they have more insight. They have a bigger R and D team. So hear from them. What are the changes they see in the industry? This is very important, Andrea, because you don't want to build some capability which may take a couple of years to build, and you see that entire area got disrupted by the wave. So we really need to have a forward-looking view to understand, hey, where is the industry going? Do you think this problem statement will be relevant five years from now? So once we did this exercise, we collected all the inputs that we got from this inward-looking, forward-looking, external-looking, and it was a lot of insights. That helped us to do prioritization to figure out, yes, you cannot do all these things. You can only do maybe 20% of what you you learned in this exercise. And where do you invest your money? So that's one approach where you know we are driving our digital strategy. And the second thing that we also did was, as I mentioned, I'm not competing with anyone. My only objective is to make my organization more efficient and leaner. Uh, you also need to see how ready are you, right? Um, so what it, what I mean by that is actually uh, you cannot drive digital transformation if you have not done digitalization properly, and you cannot drive digitalization. I like that. Yes, you cannot drive digitalization if you don't have good infrastructure and good cybersecurity practices. So just consider this like building a house. You need to have a strong fundamental before you build a multi-story house. To me, the strong fundamental is good infrastructure and good cybersecurity, right? And for, to give an example, you cannot do predictive analytics in, in an onshore platform in the middle of a desert if you are still on ESAT, if you don't have good internet connectivity. So these are like basic hygiene factors to drive digital. So once you reach that stage, then digitalization is all about you are not changing the processes, you're just digitalizing the processes. And the third step is transformation where you are actually challenging the process. You are changing the process, make it better. And we also kind of call it as optimization and transformation, where the definition of optimization is you are improving something to make yourself better and efficient, it's optimization. But if you are doing something to create a capability, which is going to be customer facing, we call it as transformation because we see that's an opportunity for us to differentiate us from our peer group and generate more revenue. And now the big question, George, as you mentioned, you joined Petrofac as CISO. Now you are the CIO. How did you face that change? And now how do you support the business in your new role? I, I think uh, I, I loved being a CISO and I have been CISO in a major part of my career and I really loved being in that role. Um, and I absolutely love being a CIO, right? Now, what I learned about myself in my transition from a CISO to CIO was that what makes personally me happy or keep going is an opportunity to drive transformation or change. Um, so as a CISO, both the organization where I did the CISO role, BG or Petrofac, they gave me an opportunity to do a cyber transformation. Uh, if I talk specifically about Petrofac, I got an opportunity with my team to rebuild the entire cybersecurity portfolio from a greenfield situation, which was 
great story for a cyber transformation and that transformation aspect i really liked it but when i become cio i saw i have a bigger remit i can now drive transformation on the digital side we are also implementing oracle cloud which means i can drive you know transformation on that space we were also in the journey of moving things to from our on prem data center to cloud so i can do transformation on the cloud side so what i really liked was the ability to drive transformation inside in ciso i was restricted to cyber transformation but as a cio it expanded to digital and you know cloud the second part i really like which i feel as a cio i'm getting bigger opportunity is to take care of people and talent nurture talent because i am a beneficiary of great mentors around me when i was growing up in my early stages of career and i and my leadership team we find it extremely important to grow the next generation of talent and as a cio i get that opportunity to really like you know want help our existing employees to upskill them cross skill them you know give them new challenges keep pushing them to you know give them opportunity to enrich their knowledge but also hire fresh graduates from the colleges who probably are you know are the next generation and help them develop skill sets so i think as a cio i'm getting bigger opportunity to do that talent because i have a bigger team but fundamentally i love being a ciso and i love being a cio and that transformation personally for me was quite quite uh, easy and forget about all the technical skill set you need look as a leader there are few skill set you need one knowledge of business right as a ciso uh, i had to understand business very much in depth because you don't want to implement a control which is going to disrupt the business eventually because ciso has to enable business so the knowledge i acquired as a ciso actually helped me a lot to transition to a cio so yeah it's that's 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 the transition for me personally i think that drives me directly to one question that i wanted to ask you because sometimes we you know cios have to take really or even cybersecurity crucial decisions and we all make mistakes we are humans and we forget sometimes there is a, a human and a team behind taking decisions so i i wanted to ask you about the about humans in the field of a cio role or a ciso role where you need to take uh, big decisions how do you make those decisions how are you a human leader for your team Look, I think uh, we need to acknowledge the human element in the CISO and CIO role. Um, so there are different skill sets needed for each role. If you look at CISO, I'll switch to CIO later. But as a CISO, I believe the key skills you need is leadership, cybersecurity knowledge, uh, which is the technology technical knowledge part, and the third is business knowledge, right? But to me personally, the biggest skills that a ciso should have is ability to take decisions on a timely manner and some of those decisions will not be easy right it's all about risk mindset and how do you manage the risk and sometimes you need to make a decision so in in the nutshell a ciso cannot be a fence sitter he cannot be someone who will look upwards to take that decision on his behalf delegate upward delegate sidewards it will not work right to to me all those intrinsic skills keep it as that you cannot be a ciso if you cannot make a decision on time if you are not ready to take on risk which may have a little bit of personal liability also at sometimes right but of course your decision has to be based on data your decision has to be based on facts you have to do your homework as a cio i have to take a lot of decisions on a timely manner and 
uh, very similar to as a CISO. But you need to work very well with your team and you need to make sure you have the right team because you have to trust the inputs of your own team on certain things because you cannot be an expert in everything. You need to acknowledge that you are not expecting every single thing as a CIA because you are managing a broad spectrum of things. So the question is, do you have an expert in that area who you can trust as a trusted advisor? Um, and, you know, learn from mistakes, right? What I have seen is, again, sometimes we get into this ego of, yeah, that's my decision, I'll stick to it, right? But what if your decision was wrong based on the best judgment you took or based on all the available facts, but you realize at some point of time, yeah, it was not the right decision. Please accept with humility and learn from it and do a course correction. There's no space for ego in our roles, right? Um, and the third and final thing is sometimes, you know, you delegated something to someone and that person has taken a decision which may not be right. Actually, the human element. We cannot get it correct all the time, right? So I always back people when, you know, probably you know, back them more when something has not gone in the right direction. As long as the effort and the, the it it was it was actually, you know, the, 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 it was done in the proper way and the effort was right. And there's always space for an honest mistake or, you know, a noble failure, if I can put mm-hmm. it. So back your team. Don't, don't actually, you know, throw them under the bus because something has not gone right. Because as a leader, you are not becoming, creating a credible, credible brand for yourself. I like that you say that we all need to learn from mistakes. Um That's something great coming from a leader and a CIO. George, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure to have you in CIO Leadership Live Middle East. Thank you so much, Andrea, and thanks again for having me.